Hey friends, welcome back to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I am so pumped for today's interview. Oh my goodness. Seriously, it was so much fun chatting with Rachel O'Rourke, who is an international speaker, a personal growth expert, and the founder slash CEO of Spark Personal Growth Experiences for Women. Best known for the Spark Live Summit, this Pacific Northwest Conference draws in hundreds of women each year to Portland and has birthed the new Spark Online Personal Growth School that launched in October of 2019. She holds Spark Masterminds, Spark Storytelling Nights, and is hosting her first ever Reiki retreat in 2020. Additionally, Rachel is the co-host of the Flawed Females podcast, a hilariously refreshing show that is ranked in the top 15% of self-development podcasts in the U.S., In her upcoming book, 27 Things, Rachel shares the 27 things that are holding women back from living extraordinary lives and how to reprogram the subconscious mind to break through each of these things. Her mission with her book, her events, and her programs is to wake people up from sleepwalking through this life and to spark fire for change. Rachel is seriously such an inspiration to me. Uh, I just love her personality and her spirit and her heart. Oh my gosh. And it was such a pleasure to chat with her. I feel like we could have talked forever, but we tried to keep it concise. And in this episode, we're going to talk about so many things like avoiding overwhelm and following what feels good, how to set a really effective morning routine what it looks like to implement new habits and to create consistent action. We're going to talk about failure and affirmations and reprogramming your mind. We're going to talk about meditation and visualization. We're going to talk about the balance between contentment and cognitive dissonance. We're also going to talk about gratitude and all the fun things that Rachel is doing in the world. It's so good. So I encourage you to grab a pen, grab a notebook, and take as many notes as you can as we dive into this amazing episode with Rachel. But before we do, I want to give a quick announcement about the Reveal Retreat. Friends, it is so close. We're under 100 days until the retreat, which is February 28th through March 1st in Nashville, Tennessee, y'all. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So this retreat is going to be a weekend of revealing and healing. We're going to be looking at the beliefs that you have about how you should show up in your life and how you can start to radically change those quickly and effectively. We're going to talk about identity. We're going to talk about your body. We're going to talk about yourself and what you are truly designed and created to be. And we're going to dive into how to support yourself emotionally, physically, mentally as you do this work and how to take these tools for practical caring for yourself. I hate the phrase self-care because that just is overused. So I want to say care for yourself. We're going to teach you how to do that. We're going to empower you with tools for meditation, with tools for 
using essential oils. My girl Kate Clifford is coming out and she is going to teach us how to use essential oils effectively and to create custom blends for all the attendees to use during the weekend and to take home with them. We're also going to have Mary Hyatt, who is a life and business coach that I just admire so much. She is going to be talking about body acceptance and how you can do that through movement. We're going to be talking about inner child wounds with Julie Allen and self-compassion. And I'm going to teach you how to really embrace yourself so that when you look in the mirror, you can be proud of not only what you see, but who you see and how you can stop hiding and be seen. And we're going to look at all the objections that you have. And we're going to look at all the reasons that you justify staying stuck. And we're going to blast them apart so that you can experience freedom. Oh, freedom, friends, and life change. So we have five spots left. There are five women signed up so far. And I know these women and they're incredible. So if you are looking for connection, if you're looking for support, accountability, community, and an experience that is literally going to change your life, then this is the group experience for you. If you've never been on a retreat before and you have some questions about it, reach out to me. Hello at revealretreats.com. I want to talk it through with you. If you're like, Kim, I really want to go. I just don't think I can afford it. Talk to me. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to push you into it. I just want to have a conversation with you about it because I know what it's like to be scared to make the investment yourself. Last year, I decided to go on my first retreat and it was $1,200. And then I had to do airfare and transportation on top of that. And friends, it was scary. It was scary to do that, but I did it and it changed my life. And I know that this one will change yours too. But it wouldn't have happened if I didn't reach out and have a conversation with the people that were hosting it. So if you're on the fence, if you're like, oh, I've been thinking about it, but I just don't know, the worst slash best thing you can do is have a conversation about it and give yourself some peace. Either way. All right? So registration, the cutoff is December 31st. We're not taking anybody past that time because we're going to start team building before we even go. So. Again, revealretreats.com is the website. Hello at revealretreats.com is the email. Reach out with questions. And I really hope that if you're meant to be there, that you take that step and that you sign up and commit yourself to changing your life. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into this incredible interview with my girl, Rachel O'Rourke. You're listening to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I'm here to help facilitate conversations around what it means to step into your confidence so you can live the life you want, not the one you think you should. Join me as we talk about body and self-acceptance, nutrition, movement, and mindset so that you can uncover what dulls your sparkle so you can shine. With that, let's go to the show. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have the honor and privilege of having Rachel O'Rourke on the show today. Rachel, welcome. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh my goodness, me too. Okay, so we heard a little bit about you in the intro, and I want to start with the fact that you are a mom of four kids and Mm. a CEO and a founder and a podcast host and a coach and an author. And you are a speaker. Like you just have all these things that you're doing. That is, that blows my mind. (laughs) You know what it does? When people say that stuff back to me, I'm like, God, I sound busy, but I don't always feel, I don't feel very, very like over, I don't feel overwhelmed, which is a great thing. I think I avoid overwhelm like the plague though. Cause I, I really hate that feeling. Totally. What are some of your ways of doing that? How do you avoid that overwhelm? Um, you know, I've learned to just on a daily basis, really on like an hour by hour basis, try to follow what feels good. Mm-hmm. And I, I notice when I try to force things that because I have put a deadline on something that one, the work never turns out as good as it should. Uh, and my my overall energy in the day is affected. So for example, I like last week I had, I wanted to get out a sales page because I was launching my mastermind and I just had resistance around it for a few days. I just didn't feel like sitting down and typing up a sales page. So I just didn't do it, even though I had set a deadline. And then one of the days last week, I woke up like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed right in the middle of the night with like creative ideas for copy. And I sat there for like four hours from like 2.30 to 4.30 or 6.30 and wrote out a badass sales page and it, it filled up within three days. So you just, Whoa. you have to, if you follow what feels good, I think, then everything unfolds as it should and it doesn't feel overwhelming and it doesn't feel forced. I love that. So how does that work with scheduling yourself? Like how do you, especially things like daily habits and, you know, like having a a routine with things, like how does, how do you find that flowing together? Well, the the one thing that is always set in my day, and I want to say I'm good about it 80% of the time is making sure that I do have a very set morning routine that is a hundred percent about setting myself up spiritually and mentally and physically for the the rest of the day. So my routine looks like waking up and I uh, meditate for usually 10 to 15 minutes, not very long. And then I visualize what I want my day to look like, but most important, like how I want to feel that day. And it's almost always, I want to feel spaciousness and I want to feel freedom. I want to have a little bit of adventure. I want to feel gratitude. And then I think about that feeling and I journal like things that, that I'm already grateful for so I can already get into that state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try to move my body either by stretching or I'll go to the gym. And, and the biggest thing, honestly, is staying away from my cell phone or my computer for at least the first two hours. Um, and... <laughs> And I honestly, it just, it, by doing so I'm, I'm setting up myself in just the foundation for the rest of the day where even stuff that I may not necessarily initially want to do, you can change your perspective by even just saying affirmations over and over. Like I get to take my daughter to the dentist today. I'm so excited. I get to do this. And you're kind of, you, not even kind of, you literally are reprogramming your mind to where it makes you feel that way. Yes. Oh, I love that. And you, on your website, you talk about how Jen Sincero, who is like my hero, that that reading, oh my gosh, can we just fangirl for a second? She, 
<sighs> that like, book, the, the first book that she ever wrote, You Are a Badass. Well, the, at least she wrote books before that. First personal development book that she wrote. Um, that, that book changed my life. Yeah. I mean, not even like set my life on a trajectory where it is looks nothing like it did two and a half years ago. Nothing. Oh my gosh. From I that cannot, book. I can't, I can't even wait to hear like all of that. But I love just how Jen talks about this. And she talks about so much about mindset and vibration and how like 80% of what you do is just going to be fueled by your mindset. And 20% yes. is just the the strategy, the planning, the aligned actions. But so much of it starts in your brain. But we often don't believe that. Oh, girl. You, <sighs> I, I, so I, the way that I look at life now, I think everybody's life is broken up into three sections. The, the old status quo is the first section. And this is like how you think life is supposed to be or how life, you know, how the world tells you life is supposed to be. And you spend a good chunk of your life living in the status quo. And then there is the second section. And this is when you wake up to like what life actually could be like. And this is when, like for me, it was seeing the world in that is with these new lenses on that. Like the, the law of attraction is a real freaking thing. Yes. Um, our, our energy and understanding like the power of meditation and visualization, like all of that. And like when you see the world and you're like, wow, like, I really am the creator of my own destiny, but you still have all of this old, old beliefs and old programming. So that like the second chapter, I think of everybody's lives is like seeing the world in a new way, but trying to have navigate through it with the thinking of the old you. Yeah. And then the third chapter is when the magic really happens. And that's when you are able to see the world in a new way, but you've reconstructed your belief system to where you can actually move through the world in this new way. And once you do that, your life changes drastically. Yeah. I mean, the most wildest synchronicities start happening, the path and like things start coming to you that you like might've thought of or wrote down in a journal and all of a sudden the next day it's there, like the craziest stuff. It is. It's, it's so wild. crazy. Yeah. I love law of attraction. It's so incredibly powerful. What were, for you, what were some of the things that kind of helped you get into this third chapter and to start shifting? I know that happened for you in the last couple of years. So what, yeah. have, what have some of those steps looked like? Well, it started slowly. So it started by just implementing new new habits. So I started to... I started to meditate mm -hmm. and, you know, just dipping my toe in, in the woo-woo waters. I started to, like, <laughs> I made like a vision board. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was doing all of the things that, that, that you're told to do, um, but I was very slowly actually taking action. So mm -hmm. when I would, when something would come up, like an opportunity would come up and I could see that it, it could lead me to something that I was holding on my vision board, but it was really, really scary because it wasn't something I'd ever done before or it required me to step out of my comfort zone. Uh, I, I would pick and choose which one of those <laughs> that I would, I would do because oftentimes like you're, you're, you're going against those old belief systems that risk means failure. Yeah. Um, and like money should be hard, all of these things. Mm -hmm. When I first, when I was implementing these habits, but I started actually taking 
consistent action and really trusting that inner guide, that intuition on a more consistent basis. Every time you do that, it's you are one, you're you're telling God, the universe, whoever you believe in, that it's like you're you're committed and you're serious. Please give me more opportunities because when you give them to me, I take them. Yeah. Uh, and two, you're building up your own confidence that you're not going to die. <laughs> like it's not going to be the end of the world, even if you do fail. Uh, and the more you do that, the more you're one reprogramming your subconscious mind, and you're asking for more abundance from the universe. And and then all of a sudden things start happening a lot faster, and and you get to trusting yourself a heck of a lot more and building that confidence. Yeah. So you've touched on a really interesting point, which is this idea of failure. And I'm really curious, everybody has different kind of shtick or take on what failure is and what it means. What does failure mean to you? And is it a thing? And what does it look like in your life? Sorry, that was a lot of questions. Yeah, no. Well, well, I, you know, I, I honestly don't think that the only way people fail is when they give up because mm-hmm. even if you're if you're going after something if the first path doesn't work then you always have the opportunity to try a different way uh, and when you just stop trying to find the different ways that's that's to me what failure means mm-hmm. and when you really can like dissect the worst case scenario in most people's brain when they're when they're thinking about trying something new or they get new information your brain bless its little fabulous organ Sweet cell. little heart. <laughs> right. It's, it's trying to like protect you. And so it'll, it makes you think of all of the worst case scenarios that could happen. But the more you stop yourself and just even recognizing like, oh, like, thank you, brain. I appreciate that. Yes, those are possibilities, but what could be possible if this goes right? Mm-hmm. And you start actually thinking about like, well, and this happened to me earlier this year. Um, I have so I have a woman that works for me, Janelle. You've been able to interact with her. Gosh. She's magic, so magical. She has been working. She was working part time for me since I want to say August of 2018. And at, earlier this spring, she started telling me, "I have it on my vision board that I'm going to work full time for you this fall," oh. and which was wonderful. And the, the the thing with Janelle, anything she puts on her vision board, it comes true. Like she's a magical manifester. Um, but every time I would think of the responsibility of having a full-time employee, like I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, well, what happens if, if, you know, this fails and then I won't be able to pay her. And then she's going to, you know, how she has kids and all of the worst case scenario stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she started, she used to text me 287 more days until I'm full-time. 200. Stop it. Are you Every morning I would get this countdown text and I would find myself like feeling like <gasps> overwhelmed with just all of the worries. Hmm. And then when I finally caught myself though, Kim, I was like, oh, I'm thinking about the worst case scenarios. Like what could be possible if Janelle was full time? And then I realized like, oh my gosh, like I could truly scale my business. All these things hmm. that I want to accomplish I could do because I have her time and her devotion to this. And all of a sudden, everything unlocked for me. And I was like, why have I waited so long to do this? And so at one of my events, I got down on one knee and I proposed to her in front of like 150 (laughs) people and asked her to go full time. Um, So with with things in her life, like that happens... All the time. And so now yeah. we, we actually, as of yesterday, have two employees, which is quite exciting. 
Um, but if you, if you think about failure and back to your original question, I sometimes take tangents. Um, we, we, failure really is, it, it doesn't exist. And if you stop and think about like, okay, even if this doesn't go how I planned, what, what actually is going to happen to me? And you mm-hmm. realize that you build this up in, in your mind so much that yeah. we talk ourselves out of the most extraordinary experiences over what a tiny sliver of what could possibly happen without focusing on the possibilities of right? actually be amazing. Yes. Oh, and I love to do kind of this game. I turn it into a game of worst case scenario, which it's funny because then on This Is Us, this is like what Randall and his wife do. If you watch yes, the show. And I, I love that show. <laughs> it's so true. Good. And they played it and I was like, oh, they're playing my game. But it's this game of saying, you know, taking your fear and just driving it down to what's the worst possible thing that could happen. And what would you do? How would you recover? How would you pick yourself back up and keep going? And then flip it the other way. What's the best case scenario? What is, what if your wildest dream for this came true and what would that look like? And how would you move forward with that? And it seems to take away some of the power of the fear. Mm -hmm. It doesn't eliminate it because I think that that's a completely futile thing to try to do to eliminate the fear. No, just let it fuel you though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. And and I really do believe that what you focus on is what will manifest in your life. And like if you're constantly focusing on like all of the bad things, then sure, like that's what is going to happen. So it really is a practice of training yourself when a, when a negative thought comes up to stop it, flip it. And like I use affirmations all the time just even saying thoughts repeatedly in my own head um, that will help reprogram the mind. And the mind, it's so fascinating. And I, I really believe that that our, our true potential in life is half understanding your spirituality and the other half understanding the science behind just our, our innate programming. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so easy, but it's, it's, it's easy to do, but it's easy not to do, to just have the habits to reprogram your mind, but something as simple as just saying a thought that you want to believe over and over and over again, the repetition, your brain all of a sudden will signal like, oh, well, she must actually believe that to be true. So I'm going to stick it over here in her subconscious programming, which is where 95% of our behaviors and actions live. And it's something as simple as like stopping yourself and choosing like, what do I actually want to believe versus what my brain is trying to tell me is true? Mm-hmm. So here's the question for you, knowing who's listening as I do, what would you say to the woman who has tried affirmations and she's tried vision boards and she still seems to be stuck? I know that that's kind of a very, like, could be very specific to each person, but on a general level, what would you say to someone that just is like, okay, Rachel, like you say to do these affirmations, but I've tried that and it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, affirmations is just one way of reprogramming your mind. There's, there's lots of different steps. So step one is deciding like, okay, let's use the money because so many people Mm -hmm. have a lot of um, old beliefs around money. And this is something that blocked me for a really long time in creating abundance. And it was, you know, I have these beliefs around money that I have to work really hard to be able to to attract or make 
a lot of it. And as a mom of four kids and, you know, wanting to actually spend time with them, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> be working like so hard and so much that I was not enjoying them just to get money. And so yeah. Um, I was, I started by like, okay, writing down all of the, my thoughts around and beliefs around money down and then realizing like, okay, which one of those do I not want to believe anymore? And one of them was money equaled, um, losing my freedom, um, with my time money equaled no time with my kids. And then I would think about, okay, well, those are not the ones that I want to believe. What do I actually truly want to believe about money? And so I would make the list of all of the beliefs that I really wanted to believe. Money comes easily. I can make money and feel spacious. I can go on vacations and not, you know, all of the things. And then on a daily basis, yes, I would repeat at least a few of those write them down in my journal, say them over and over again, and try to reprogram my mind with that. Now, for deep-seated beliefs, I think sometimes um, we need a little bit of support. So yeah. one meditation is, is, was key for me because we have so many thoughts that are roaming around in our head. Just by meditating 10 minutes a day, just trying to clear my mind mm -hmm. so I could plant the seeds that I wanted, these new thoughts, um, mm -hmm. that was a lifesaver. And if you have problems with meditating or you're, you're struggling. Cause I really feel when you're meditating, um, you are, it's a direct channel to your subconscious mind and it's fertile ground to plant those new mm. beliefs. Yes. Um, not everybody can initially when they're first trying to meditate can get to that point on a consistent basis. Something that has been a lifesaver for me is hypnotherapy. Um, I go see a woman here in Portland, Oregon. Her name's Mary Lou Rodriguez. She owns Life Guidance Hypnosis. And I used to have this belief around hypnotherapy that it was like people that made you like cluck like a chicken or <laughs> act like the opposite gender. Um, but truly, hypnosis is, at least with Mary Lou, I have a conversation with her beforehand. We talk about all of the, the thoughts that I want to believe. Mm -hmm. And she writes them down as suggestions to give to my subconscious mind. She gets me into a, a very deep meditative state. Um, you're very like conscious. You can wake up at any time. And then she plants into my subconscious mind all of the beliefs that I want. Mm -hmm. And it is so powerful in wow. reprogramming your mind. So getting support, I think, um, when you, when you need it hundred percent, there's lots of different things that you could do. Hypnotherapy is just one of them. Yeah. Um, visualization is probably the second biggest thing, if not actually the first biggest thing, actually on a consistent basis, visualizing the life that you want to live. Yep. Um, like what we, what you hold in your mind is, is basically a snapshot of your future. And the problem is, is we are constantly living in our familiar past, what has happened recently to us um, versus where we want to be going. And so we're recreating the same images in our head, <clears throat> excuse me, and recreating basically the same life over and over again and wondering why we have the same problems yeah. all the time. So it's actually getting clear on what you want your life to look like. And I take, um, I take people through this exercise all the time with like, write down like 
it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be five years, 10 years, but write down like your ideal future self. What is she doing during the day? Like what, what, what does your house look like? Who are you with? But, but most importantly, like how are you feeling when everything that you want has already come true? Focus on that feeling. And the more you focus on that, uh, I, I, I like to think that like that dream life that it, it's, it's kind of like a radio station. The radio station that you really want to listen to, say it's 95.5 Great Life FM. <laughs> um, <laughs> most people are trying to tune, like they, they are thinking about like, the, if they're even thinking about that dream life, um, they're trying to, to reach it by tuning in and our feelings are the emotion, our emotions and our feelings are how we, how we can line up to our dream life. Like if you want a life that you're feeling abundant and free and amazing, Mm -hmm. but you're coming at it from a place where you're like fear and anxiety and scarcity, like you're not tuning into the frequency of the, of your actual dream life. So if you focus, one, you got to focus on what you want which is focusing on that dream life. And then two, you got to really figure out like, how do I tune into the frequency of that life? It's like, what emotions do I need to feel now that will bring that to me? Um, and I, I think this is a very long answer to your short question. No, um, but gosh, <laughs> we like just take time to think about what you actually want. So many people don't do this. You're letting your life and your days dictate everything rather than you actually focusing on what it, what potential or what you really, really want. And then really, really focus on your emotions right now. If you want to be abundant, how can you be abundant in your life right now? Well, I can tell you right now, like I have an abundance of love with my kids. I have an abundance Mm of joy that I can play, you know, a game of Scrabble with them. And the number one way that you can really tune into a frequency of your dream life is through gratitude because Mm -hmm. you can be grateful any freaking moment in time. And it's a choice not to, because there's always something to be grateful for. Always. Oh my gosh. Okay. And this is a perfect, I love that you brought this up because I think a lot of people think, well, then I just need to get there and then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Or I just need to do this thing first and then I'll be happy. And then when they get there, if they get there, it's like, oh, this this didn't bring that happiness and contentment that I'm looking for. So can you tell us a little bit about what it looks like to practice peace and contentment and yet still have cognitive dissonance knowing that you're, you're going to be over there. It's already, it's already happened. It's just materializing in physical form and you're just waiting for it. How do you balance that, that paradigm, that, that juxtaposition of, cognitive dissonance, which is a whole other topic, but how do you balance that with also being content in the moment? What does that look like for you? Um, for me, so I have some really wild, big dreams and yes, girl, yes. <laughs> and I mean, big dreams and, and they've gotten bigger and bigger as the stuff I would like the stuff I was dreaming about two years ago is happening right now. Wow. And so it's, I, you went being able to, and, and the reason why it happened is because all of a sudden I had to be, I had to, to figure out how to, to get at the, the, the emotional frequency of my dream life two years ago when I was broke and like trying to figure out like my, what I, what I, what my contribution was going to be to the world. Yeah. So in, well, let me, I'll do a, a a brief little history of, of what has happened over the last few years because I think it's going to um, 
really help answer that question. Perfect. Um, back in January of 2017, I was in a corporate job that I absolutely hated. I was working like 12 to 15 hours a day. I only saw my kids like 30 minutes a day um, right before bed. And I just, I was making decent money and I didn't know how to get out of it. And like, I, I felt so incredibly stuck. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that snowstorm January of 2017 here in Portland? Like the yes. whole city shut down. <laughs> it did. It was, there were like cars on the side of the freeway. and It was like the zombie apocalypse. Well, no long story short, I ended up having to go into work that day. I was the general manager for a large fitness facility here in town. And even though I was able to get it covered with employees, my boss was like, no, we have to set the example, blah, blah, blah. And so I ended up leaving my kids who were out making snowmen oh. and like... They were just, I was having so much fun just watching them um, to go sit in an empty gym. And I was so, and I almost got into a wreck three times on the way there. But by the time I got to the gym, I was so pissed off at myself because I knew that I didn't belong there. I knew that I was making the wrong decision, but I still did it anyways. And so I decided I was going to be stuck in this gym for God knows how long that day that I was going to just do what the heck I wanted. And somebody had sent me an audible credit recently. And I didn't, if you don't know what audible it is, it's an auto audio book app. So I was like, well, I'll just listen to a book. I'll sit in my office and listen to a book. And I was going to go to the the fiction section and something caught my eye and it was the word self-help. And I was like, well, my self needs a lot of help right now. And <laughs> so I clicked on the book and it was Jen Sincero's You Are a Badass. Oh. And for four hours and 45 minutes, I sat there and I listened to what she had to say. And all of a sudden, even though my life hadn't changed at all, the lens of the way I looked at life changed Mm. and the possibility changed. And so I started implementing these new practices into my life of gratitude, like I'm trying to write down, okay, what am I really grateful for right now? How can I raise my vibration? And so and going back to the law of attraction and what most people teach around the law of attraction and what Jen talks about is that we are, we are all made up of energy. And this is actually just a scientific fact, like the, the desk I'm sitting on right now, like it, it is made up of energy. We are, our thoughts, our desires, all made up of energy. And that energy is vibrating at a certain frequency and like energy attracts like energy. So if you want to have you know, an amazing vacation or experience, um, whatever you're going to be feeling on that vacation, you have to be feeling right now. Um, so that can manifest, that can happen. And so I started getting very clear or very, uh, very observant about my own energy and what I was thinking about and what I was focusing on and how I was feeling throughout the day. And even though my job at that mo- moment in time didn't change, the way that I perceived life and, and really the way that I looked at life and my perspective completely changed. Mm. So I started feeling better. A few weeks later though, I'm still in this job and I'm like, okay, something's got to change. So God, universe, I'm giving this up to you. There you go, right there in the air. And you just give me a sign on what my next step is. Because Jen Sincero in her books talks about that there's signs everywhere. Like we just have to pay attention to them and you can have a sign come to you through an intuitive feeling, through just an idea or through like something like like, honestly, like a disease that knocks you on your ass and says, Hey, stop your, your life needs to like 
completely pivot. And if you ignore the little signs, big signs like that will come. Yeah. So I was like, okay, give me a sign. And we're, I'm driving to work and I'm stuck in traffic on the 84 and this song comes on the radio and I don't like it. So I go to change the station and the radio just shuts off. And so I go to turn it on and change the station again and the radio just shuts completely off. So now I'm kind of pissed off. I'm like, I'm in traffic. I'm listening to a really crappy song and I'm going to somewhere I don't even want to be. Uh, and the next song that came on the radio was by a band called Sugarland, and it's called There's Gotta Be Something More. And mm-hmm. I won't sing it for you, but the lyrics of the chorus say, there's gotta be something more, gotta be more than this. I need a little less hard time. I need a little more bliss. I'm going to take my chances. And taking a chance, I might find what I'm looking for. There's gotta be something more. And by the end of the song, I am bawling, just bawling. And it not in a sad way though, Kim, it was, I knew in that moment that, that the universe had given me my sign and I knew what I had to do. And I went in and I put my two week notice in with no backup plan, not talking to my husband. Thank God we're still married. (laughs) And and, but I knew that I needed to take the leap, uh, and that was the, that was my next step. And I, because I had a, an extensive marketing background, I launched a marketing consulting business that started to grow very, very slowly. Um, you know, when you start a new business, you just hope that you open the doors, and all of a sudden, your income is just flowing in, and that's most of the time not the case. Right. But I actually feel like this was such a gift for me because I had to be so intentional every day with managing my thoughts and managing my feelings. So when, you know, our bank account was close to damn negative, I would Mm. have to like really like think abundant thoughts with all, every bit of my reality was screaming scarcity. Mm. And so it's, it's, gosh, it's so, you have to be so intentional. And I feel like that experience for me truly helped me understand the power of of my ability to plant the seeds in my mind of what I wanted to think. Mm. And from that point on, like I slowly started like looking and listening for the signs and starting to take action. Um, so the the biggest thing that got me through all of that was gratitude and really, I mean, mm. we hit on this a little bit before, but keeping one. So this is my, my gratitude practice and you can steal it if you want people totally every steal morning, right steal it. I wake up every morning and I think about three things that I'm so grateful for in my life right now. And I write them down in a journal. Like I'm so grateful for it. And you, and I, you really have to hone into the feeling. Like, don't just say I'm grateful for my kids, but you have to think, I think for me, I think about like, okay, so grateful for my kids. And I think about like that laugh when I tickle them, that belly laugh, how like how much joy that brings me. And I really like, you have to focus on that feeling. Mm-hmm. And then after you write the three things down that you're grateful for that are in your life right now, write down three things that you're grateful for that you know are coming your way, that you mm-hmm. are, that you are, is on that vision board, that is in that dream life. Like I am so freaking thankful for my New York Times bestselling book. I cannot wait to go on tour with it and take my family. Like I see my family with me. We're traveling together. They're getting to like go into these new communities and find ways to make it better while I'm doing book signings. Like, and really focusing on that feeling and just 
imagine that it's already happened and think about how freaking grateful you're going to be in that moment. And just by doing that, it takes you 10 minutes a day, people, 10 minutes a day. Just by that alone, it is so unbelievably powerful because your brain doesn't know the difference between what is happening in your outside world and what you're visualizing in your head. And if you are showing gratitude and the, the word gratitude or the, the concept of gratitude means something has already happened. Something's already happened and you like, are just so... When somebody gives you a gift, you're so grateful for it. So your brain, you're literally tra- telling your brain like, this has already happened and I'm so dang grateful for it, that it moves to you in a, in a manner that is so fast that it, like, it is unbelievable. I look around at my life right now and I'm like, I, like I'm looking at a, a vision board that Janelle and I made when she first went full-time half of it has already come true. And I fully believe it is because, and this is like five, six months ago, I fully believe it is because of this practice of visualizing and showing gratitude on a daily basis, regardless of what your current reality looks like. Oh my gosh. My mind is just blown. Like it's just everywhere. I'm like, okay, well, see you later, Rachel. I got to go meditate. (laughs) Thanks for that. That was amazing. (laughs) I love that. This is something that I've been trying to figure out how we can teach more women about just how to set up their life in this manner where you really are just this constant creator and manifester in your life. And so back so right after I quit my corporate job, that same year I launched my marketing consulting business. I, I knew that I had a bigger purpose and I wanted to contribute somehow to the world. And during another meditation, I got the idea to put on an event for women just to teach them about these principles and the first ever Spark event was born and we had it in August of 2017. And since then, like we, we've had, we're now in our fourth year, moving into our fourth year um, in 2020 of, of Spark events. They've doubled in size every year. We're anticipating over 600 women at the Oregon Convention Center in September. Oh my gosh, I love so, it. So excited. But it's only one event once a year. And there's only so many people you can like teach this stuff to once a year. And I'm like, how do we get this information out in a bigger scale where people... Who, and not everybody, one, two, can afford to travel to Portland, Oregon for a conference. Like I, I'm very aware that I, I know three years ago, I wouldn't have been able to pay even $100 for a ticket to go to an event. It just wasn't possible. So we just, as of um, October of this year, we launched the first ever online personal growth school for women called Spark School. And it has been phenomenal. We've got over a hundred students in there already. Wow. It's 37 bucks a month. We're giving away scholarships to those who can't afford that. And it's teaching all of these principles, the foundation for how to create an amazing life in bite-sized modules that people can actually, especially moms, we're so freaking busy. So we don't have time to like take like a two hour long class on how to meditate. So like the the module that released... We release a module every Monday and the one that released today was Meditation 101, how to actually develop a good meditation practice and utilize it to to create your dream life. Because often people hear they should meditate, but they're not even really sure why. And there's a million different ways of meditating and there's a million different benefits, but using meditation to actually, um, in your visualization practice, I mean, game on. It's so much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Spark School. It's that's so exciting and so amazing that you are just making it so accessible and making it fit into 
mom's busy lives and even non-moms, you know, everybody's busy. There's high demand on time. And I love just that you have really met that need and just are stepping into that. It's so exciting. Sister, our our world needs change. And I I fully believe that women are the ones that are going to do it. We have, we have some serious superpowers, ladies. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why so many are, are are being called to step up into leadership positions. There's so many reasons why you're feeling that tap on your shoulder, that whisper in your ear that there's something more for your life. Like we are called, being called to rise up for this change. And it's like all hands on deck. And anything that I can do to help help women in that process of expanding their own lives, because you're not going to change the world if you don't change your own life. And then like, I feel like I'm at least making the biggest contribution that I can. And as Spark continues to grow, and as we are growing this, this empire of change, um, I want, I want so many, I just want so many women to be awake to their own possibility. There's just so much that's available to you that you just don't even know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Rachel, tell us where can my listeners find you online? Oh, well, the easiest thing to do is the website. So it's wearespark.us um, or thesparkevents.com. It goes to the same place. We're, we're transitioning domains right now, but either of those work. Uh, and then Rachel O'Rourke on social media, Spark Events on social media, and um, everything you can be found off the website. All the, all the things, gosh, there's so many things that are going on in the spark world, I swear. I mean, with the events, the school, the masterminds, the retreats, we've got workshops where we're doing all of the things that we can to, to get women to, to support them in this, this period of growth. That's amazing. I'm so excited and I'm so thankful for you that you're doing this work. It's so important. It's so important. You forgot to mention the podcast. Oh yeah. So we, my, my friend Lizzie and I launched the Flawed Females podcast in May and really just wanting to have a place to have like vulnerable conversations. Mm-hmm. And it has been so much fun. It's been therapeutic. We talk about everything. I mean, everything that even like you might be embarrassed to talk about in front of your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about yeast infections recently, and we talk about sex and we talk about relationships and we talk about depression and we talk about addiction. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been amazing. And it's, I don't, it's taken a life of its own. It's landed in the top 100 of, uh, self-development podcasts on iTunes multiple times. And it's, I'm so freaking proud of it. And uh, it is very explicit, ladies. So if you listen to it, make sure you have your headphones on um, because <laughs> we we don't hold back when it comes to the cuss words on that. But Perfect. it's been great. That's so awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly packed schedule to share with us. This is invaluable. And I'm so thankful that you could be here today. Oh, thank you for having me and, and good job putting this amazing content out into the world. I was listening to some of your episodes over the weekend and you're doing the work too, sister. So good job. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Captivatingly Confident. I am so excited that you're here and investing in yourself. If you want to learn more about Captivatingly Confident, you can visit my website, captivatinglyconfident.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at kim.ludeman. 
Thank you so much for hanging out today. If you would like to, I invite you to subscribe to the show and also to leave a rating and review on iTunes. Every single review means so, so much to me, and it helps to get the word about Captivatingly Confident out and to help change women's lives. I'll see you next time.